Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members, Eyal, emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers. So you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Game Changers for Government Contractors. I have a friend here on the line with us today, Miss Ashley Haas. Ashley and I have known each other for about a year now, right Ashley? Yeah, somewhere in about about a year. And Ashley was uh, featured in our Game Changers for Government Contractors book. And one of the reasons she's doing the podcast today is is about the chapter she wrote and how she really is is kind of a master at networking and building relationships and that sort of thing. So without me stealing any more of your thunder, Ashley, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do? I run the Daily Brief, which is a government consulting firm, and we basically specialize in assisting businesses develop, expand, and diversify their federal acquisition strategies. You know, I definitely jumped at the chance when you reached out about the book to be involved. Relationships are certainly the building block for my success and my business and um, industry in general. Yeah, you know, when um, when we were doing the book, one of the things that came up was, hey, we need a chapter on relationships and that sort of thing. And, and you had originally reached out to me because you listened to the podcast and you connected with me on LinkedIn and all that. And and here I'm like, well, you know, here's somebody who is, is living this stuff. Why don't I ask Ashley to write this? Because you were literally networking and building relationships with us and it just seemed like it was such a natural fit for you to write a chapter on it because I know how important you know networking and and all that stuff is so I I really appreciate that I I really appreciate the chapter you wrote um and just appreciate the friendship you know we've we've got to know each other a little bit uh over the last few months and got to meet you at GovCon that was that was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. getting getting to go at GovCon and I think what was there like six authors there at GovCon that was that was pretty cool at least yeah 
That was fun. That was nice with everyone, you know, signing books, and, and it was a really good experience. Yeah, you and I were the perfect example. It's worth mentioning that uh, through networking and relationships, right? So yeah. I had found you, like you said, and Joshua through this podcast, Game Changers Podcast. And I reached out to you, I think, via email. And, and yeah. you set up an intro call with me because you were open and willing. And, you know, the rest is history. You've really been um, hugely supportive of my success in this industry. And I feel that you, Michael, have acted in the capacity of, you know, a mentor and a sponsor to me and to say the least, you know, we, we didn't, like you said, meet in person until GovCon in March a few months ago. So it's a perfect example of how you can very successfully network via email, phone calls, LinkedIn, podcasts, working from home without ever meeting in person. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why I just, I love the, the real life example of do of exactly doing that. Like you're literally living out the things you were preaching and that that made a big impact on me. And so now that we've kind of gone through this COVID period, and so we're, we're recording this in the summer of semi post COVID, if you will, you know, will it come back? <laughs> yeah. Will it come back with a vengeance? We don't really know what's going on. And, and I only laugh because, you know, it, it, um, it's one of those things where, you know, you laugh not to cry because you just don't know. And, and it, <laughs> we're so far into it now that people, it, it's funny, they just don't even take it seriously anymore. I, I went somewhere the other day and like nobody with masks, nobody following any of the rules. And they're just like, I'm so over it. If I die, I die. Right. That's just kind of how some people, yeah. some people have been. But, but, but now that we're kind of through a bunch of, of this, and we are seeing some new kind of like rules in businesses, you know, in restrictions in businesses, conferences, all those kind of things. There's a, a bit of a new way of life in this post-pandemic world. And so we're going to see a lot more of the working from home, staying at home, those kind of things. And so what what is your advice or maybe even uh, resources that you would recommend for people um, in this post-pandemic sort of environment? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, of course, we've all had to adjust to changes with respect to our professional lives. And I first want to be clear that, like I said, it's absolutely possible to network remotely, you know, in a successful way. Um, In-person meetings are always the best, but I look at those as icing on the cake just to help solidify the relationships you build, you know, virtually um, at, at the start. So in the book, I mentioned a few of, I think, my top three um, resources for networking that are the most useful. And I would say those are still probably what I go to, but you know, they've, they've changed just a bit. So number one is LinkedIn, right? That doesn't change in the sense that it's still highly useful and I utilize it a lot for networking, but in my experience, it's now become more valuable in this, um, you know, sort of pandemic environment. Um, Industry Days, another great one. Uh, that would also be the same except for virtual industry days, I would change that too. You know, those can really be used to your advantage. Um, and podcasts, again, yes, even more relevant in this environment with people meeting less, they're more open and willing and able to share on these platforms, their knowledge, their experience, their tips, and to be responsive, mm-hmm. you know, to listeners to reach out. Yeah. So, you know, in, and in my experience with folks in the industry, they're very open and willing to speak with you in general. Um, but almost, again, even more so now, I think, because first of all, we're craving that connection more than ever. Mm -hmm. And also, 
people are really looking for ways to innovate and adjust to continue to successfully run our businesses. Um, and, and successful people realize the value of relationships in business as well as the value of giving back, which is what relationships allow you to do. Yeah, yeah, so, no, no, exactly. Um, I'll, I mean, I'll talk a little bit about some examples in in real life that has happened just in the last couple months uh, and how I've adjusted. So I, I think this is really the way we were headed, of course, in the world of business in general, even in the GovCon space. But, you know, coronavirus really fast-tracked us there and forced us there more so. Um, but as I mentioned in the book, you know, back in October, before COVID was a household name, um, I had attended an industry day in Maryland, <clears throat> in Baltimore, and on behalf of one of my clients, while I was there, you know, I scheduled a, a one-on-one with the KOs and the panel at the agency. And of course, the problem being that my client wasn't there, uh, I introduced myself and the company and navigated the presentation in person. I video conferenced her in from my phone, had the mic up to the phone. You know, she gave that presentation as the business owner and the SME, the subject matter expert. Um, and again, that was well before the virus or anything that forced that situation per se. So she just wasn't available to be at the industry day to travel up there. So that shows, you know, even the government is willing to willing and open to changing their usual processes and procedures to fit the modern day work environment. Yeah, that's um, awesome. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and another good example, you you know, you mentioned conferences. That's a huge, um, a huge networking those are like networking gold mines and i was supposed to supposed to attend and speak at an industry conference in dc last month actually and of course they had to cancel the in-person conference um with the coronavirus but it would have been a dream networking situation of course um with all the facetime you get with so many industry professionals and agencies always best like I said but here's how you know I was able to network within the virtual conference situation um, since they moved it all to a virtual platform attendees were able to sign up for the virtual sessions online <clears throat> therefore was able to speak live from my home office and all the names of the attendees during your session appear on the screen while you're speaking and you're able to chat live with them they're able to submit questions and you respond to them live as well so, you know, that allowed us to see who's attending live and you're able to engage with them. And then post-session, you know, you, you, a lot of them emailed me or reached out to me on LinkedIn and vice versa. I was able to connect with them as well. So, and in fact, I was actually able to speak at that conference. And so when I built a relationship again with fully remotely, um, we weren't ever able to meet in person until after we'd worked together for some time, a good amount of time, um, because she lives on the other side of the country but you know we created a very solid professional relationship and and once we finally were able to meet i believe it was in february this year we were the first time we were able to meet it just solidified things and our relationship has continued strong going forward so you know it's it's been interesting time but you can absolutely capitalize on networking and there's so many great ways to do it yeah, it, it seems like with, with you, uh, you know, you talk about LinkedIn a lot, you know, LinkedIn being a, a primary strategy that you're using. You talk about the podcast and the industry days and different stuff. Um, th- the interesting thing here that I, as you were talking, that kind of grabbed me was there's so often when I talk to clients, they have a fear of using any of those methods. There's a fear of reaching out, whether it's to write a note on LinkedIn, to make a phone call, to meet someone at a networking event. And like, I I watched you at GovCon and I noticed how I don't think there was ever a moment 
where you weren't talking with somebody. Like <laughs> I, I never found you where you were like hanging out, you know, just hovering at the snacks or sitting at a table <laughs> by yourself, you know, flipping through your phone. Like every time I ran into you, you were talking to people. So I guess part of the question I have here is what I don't even know how to ask it. It's like, what gives you the courage to to do that where most people are afraid? Or, or what? Um, why are why don't you have any fear? Maybe that's a good question to ask because <laughs> because so many people can relate to being afraid to do what you seem to do really naturally. So I, I'm curious, what is it uh, that enables you to do that? So what seems like effortlessly? Well, I appreciate that the compliment. Thank you. Um, to be honest with you, uh, I. I tend to live by a certain few sets of philosophies and and one of them that runs through my mind constantly um, is the phrase people are just people they shouldn't make you nervous right so if you keep that in the forefront of your mind and it's so true and especially today people are so accessible that to me a human is a human and we're all the same and we're all on the same level so there's really no need to be nervous and when you think about the risk of someone not responding or not you know, replying the way that you thought that they would or possibly being rude to you. Okay, well, let's weigh the risk here. Like, what am I willing to lose? Or what is what is the worst possible scenario? Maybe that they don't engage with you. Um, they get back to your email. They don't follow up or you feel they were curt or rude or something. Okay, so we move on and there's millions of other people in the world and it, and thousands of other people in industry to talk to and network with. There's an abundance mentality that I have that I always keep, you know, it's not limited. So I think that's probably part of the way I view things. And, and I really just like people. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's probably my, my main thing is that I, I'm not afraid of, of, you know, what the worst possible case scenario could be. Cause okay. So that happens and we move on and then on yeah. to the next thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean the, the worst possible thing that could happen is typically somebody saying, well, leave me alone. And you know, I, I have well <laughs> over 10,000 connections on LinkedIn. Uh, I've, I've been doing this for a long time, making phone calls, emails, all that kind of stuff. And I can think of, I can almost name them. I can think of about three, maybe four times in 20 years where somebody has said, why are you, why did you reach out to me? What do you want? Or um, I had one person, I've only had one time, and this is in 20 years. This was so funny. Uh, He happened to be a very young lawyer. Uh, I could see that on his profile. And I sent an email to him because he had reached out to us and subscribed to our newsletter. We sent an email to him and he just rants and raves about why would you do this? And thank you so much for doing this because I'm going to sue you for everything your company's got. Oh my goodness. And I, and I mean, he just on and on and just swearing and I could see he was screaming when he wrote it. Right. And I was just like, I just responded. I'm like, I get that you're an attorney, but maybe you skipped over the day where they taught you how to, like, I don't know. So I was trying, I was very, I wrote the email like five times and deleted it. And finally, I just said, hey, I'm sorry this is annoying to you. You signed up for our newsletter a few months ago. Maybe you forgot about it. This is literally the only email we've sent you in like three months. I'm happy to remove you from the database, right? And I never heard from him again. But, you know, like that's the only time 
ever in 20 years where somebody has ever been so rude to me that I was like, I remember it. You know, like I really, you know, it just, Mm -hmm. it it stuck Mm -hmm. with me. Otherwise, people are just never rude to me. If if anything, the worst thing is like you send this beautifully crafted email or this intro and then you get no response. That's almost worse than somebody saying shut up, right? (laughs) Like you send something and it's really thought out and thoughtful and then just crickets. Uh, and, And in fact, we, I used to really focus when I was on LinkedIn. So this is part of my strategy. When I was on LinkedIn, I used to focus on writing like these these careful connect messages. You're like, oh, so I see you're in the DOD and XYZ. You know, and it's like a paragraph long. And what I found out over time is I the percentage of people who actually connected with me over a careful thought out message was lower than if I just hit the connect mm-hmm. button and okay. Like, like I have a, a yeah. yeah, it's like 10 times higher conversion rate on just connect and okay than if I actually write a careful message that takes me 10 minutes. And so it, it's so wild how that happens. But um, so yeah, there's a well, little bit of a record. the fact that you've had only one really bad, sort of bad experience in yeah. 20 years, I mean, that, the, that just shows you right there. You really don't have much to lose. And, and even if you do get a one-off like that, you know, you yeah. learn from it or, yeah. you know, you change your approach. For me, I think um, your approach to people is, is obviously very important. Um, you know, when you're talking about your crafting your LinkedIn message, that can be one thing. But if you're regarding, you know, an in-person meeting or reaching out in an email where you don't know the person for your first intro, you don't have to go into an intro for a professional relationship by asking for anything that I think can be maybe off-putting to some people, Mm -hmm. you know, just like you don't ask someone to marry you after your first date, you know, you don't. You don't want to ask for something right when you reach out. So like I mentioned in the book, I think it's it's like you look at it as planting seeds. You don't, you're not hunting. You know, right. plants don't hunt. The goal is building a relationship and that takes time. So. Right, right. Yeah. And I would say, you know, there are most people, they they do ask for, you know, the marriage on the first date. And then if they don't do it then, because you're like, don't do that. They're like, the second date? <laughs> Which one? The third date? Uh, you're like, how about you just stop? You know, just stop mm-hmm. and start working on, you know, building a relationship with them instead of like, oh, I've got the ring in my pocket. We can do this. You know, <laughs> like that's what it, that's what it yeah. feels like. I, I We went to dinner with this guy one time. He had uh, he had flown in from D.C. and uh, I worked for a hosting company at the time. And he uh, he was like, oh, let's go out to dinner. Let's talk about this and that. And I told uh, the CEO who was with me, I said, he's got contracts in his briefcase. I guarantee <laughs> you. I guarantee you he will not make it through the dinner without putting the contract out on the table. Uh, and he's probably going to order the oldest scotch in the book. Um, and then if if you don't sign the contract, you're getting stuck with the bill. And he's like, I'll, oh, this is not going to happen. There's no way this is going to happen. And sure enough, three quarters of the way through the dinner, this guy reaches under the table, grabs his briefcase and says, look, here's the agreement. How many do you want? And everybody was like, why don't you just put that up? And he orders like his third thing of scotch <laughs> at that at that point and totally sticks us with the bill, you know? And uh, it's like, you could just, you could just see that stuff coming. And, and of course we never did business with him. You know, we never did business with that guy. And so, you know, like with, with you, one of the things I noticed about is again, you, you never asked for any of those kind of things, but you were always consistently popping up. And so how do you, or what advice do you have for people to, you know, you, you make the initial connection. You don't 
ask for the the wedding date, right? You don't do that. But mm-hmm. then how how do you know when to follow up? How do you know what steps, you know, are, what are what do you think? What's your thought process, I guess, in in that to to stay on their radar and build that relationship? Yeah, sure. So, a couple of different things. First, you know, it comes naturally to me to be honest with you, but I'm absolutely able to spell it out like certain things that I do in my approach because a lot of people it doesn't come naturally to. Um, and I think for me, for example, if I'm scrolling LinkedIn and I see an article that's relevant, like this is a super simple way to start um, to someone, you know, in their specific business or in um, with regarding, you know, some contract they were working on recently, uh, whatever subject matter applies to them. Um, actually, let me give you a really good example. So we all know Rob, who at Black Dragon. Recently, I was watching like a, a GovWindell tech, some advertisement or something on my platform with, with GovWind. And there, it was a brief little commercial that they were doing a rolling video. And Rob's company had shown up in the video just as they were you know, giving an example of a search and scrolling through some results on the on the GovWin website. And so I was like, oh, there's this black, black dragon. So I screenshotted it and I just said, hey, Rob, I just saw you on, you know, the GovWin video. Like, nice job. That's, that's big. That's super cool, you know. And hey, how are you? Or whatever. And, you know, you just, when things come across it or relevant to others, you just kind of like shoot them a quick email, say, hey, or send them something that's helpful to their business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you, that's how I keep in front of people, just little simple things like that. Um, yeah. If it's people that you don't really know that well or passively in a networking group or someone that you're just starting to speak with, um, I think scheduling, scheduling video conference calls opposed to just a phone call are really helpful. Um, like a virtual meeting, you could do a virtual coffee date, right? It takes less time than a real meeting. You don't right. even have to drive. And, you know, it allows you FaceTime with people in different parts of the country. But also, you know, that putting faces to names is huge. Um, body language mannerisms, all these things are so helpful in creating relationships. And if you can't do a video, you know, put a profile picture of your face, like a good headshot on your your platform rather than just you know the letter of your name like they see an a when you're talking you know right, let's right. see your face so then you're always in front of them you always have a presence of course be active on linkedin little things like that um another thing that i think is super helpful because i always say anything that is not in your calendar is not going to get done right so schedule it in your calendar schedule networking um Otherwise, you just get lost in your busyness, especially if you're a person who doesn't like it or doesn't feel Mm. comfortable doing it or Mm. or doesn't feel like you're good at it. You know, um, I think a good tip is spend 5% of your monthly working hours networking skillfully, consciously, actively. So in a 40-hour work week, that's only two hours a week. But put those two hours in your calendar. You can break it up into 15-minute increments or 30 or what have you. Spend that 30 minutes writing thank you notes to someone you've recently done some business with or you know anything in that capacity that's gonna again like you said keep you in front of them um but you know enjoy it too and like i said i don't you got to look at it as planting not hunting i think when you're aiming to get something out of it is when it feels insincere and when it feels more awkward or uncomfortable but when you're truly just creating relationships then that's when it's the easiest and the most successful yeah, no, that's great advice. And, uh, you know, I, I, I messaged you the other day because I was like, thank you for the thank you note. 
I really appreciate that. <laughs> you know, people never send us thank you notes. And sometimes they'll send us thank you emails. But there's just something to be said about a little piece of paper that comes in the mail. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I when I was a kid, I lived out in the country. And today I would have I would have freaked out if I was a, a kid in today's times. Because when the UPS guy would pull in the driveway, it was like Christmas. <laughs> It was like Christmas, you know, and, and, you know, the Amazon guy may drive by, by my house four times. I've literally had multiple times where the Amazon guy stops twice, UPS once and FedEx all in the same day. Plus mm-hmm. the post office drops off something because you never know who's ordering things. I've got a 19 year old and all those kind of things mm-hmm. in, our, in our house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like Christmas when those things happen. And when you, and when you go through the mail, the first thing you do is searching for something for yourself. And then when you see things like that, it just, it means something to have something different. I was, um. I did a, a podcast a while back with Mark Amtire, and when I was going through that, we were talking about this, and I said, you know, I used to think the dumbest thing in the world on LinkedIn was happy birthday, like how you could just hit happy birthday, and then my birthday was around the time the book came out, and I wound up with about 400 happy birthdays, and that's amazing. it was awesome. It was awesome because like for me, it's one of those things where I, I am a little more reserved and, and, you know, I'm not out there like looking for that kind of stuff. I'd had a rough day and I, for like a week and a half, I'm just getting happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. And, and it just, I was like, I responded to every single one of them. And, <laughs> you know, even if it was just a quick thank you, um, it, it just, it meant something to, for people to connect and get back on my radar. Of oh yeah, yeah I forgot about this person or, or whatever oh hey I've got ten thousand connections but these people took the time to say happy birthday so even if they just click the button it still meant they took at least that amount of time to say hey we're thinking about you in whatever way it is and so I I, I really appreciate that stuff and I've I've noticed kind of to to tag along with what you said I've noticed where uh, when I go into networking when I go into meetings podcasts. Uh, I'm always looking at what else can I do for you? What else? Like while I have, while you have me on the phone, what else can I do for you? And it usually turns into a situation where they say, well, what can I do for you? Like you, you've done so much for me. What can I do for you? And sometimes I just have to think about it. And then sometimes it's like, well, Hey, we'll go write a review for the podcast or go write a review for the book or, or whatever. And, and it's like, when you just keep giving, it's, it's great how people say, well, you've been giving to me. How can I return the favor? You know, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. And and I never ask for like a home run. I never say, you know, like, well, hey, you could sign this contract. <laughs> like I never do that. For me, it's 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 the stuff like what you know, a review or um, mm-hmm. a referral. Hey, do you know anyone that's looking for XYZ? Or, uh, hey, I've got a client that needs a teaming partner. Do you happen to know anyone that I could introduce them to or or, or something like that? And it's just such a different conversation and a different relationship than, hey, can you buy 13 of my widgets or or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so yeah, I, you I just, value. yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, I just really appreciate when I'm, uh, I'm, when I'm on the receiving end of that from someone else where they're like, hey, let me help you. And it always, you know, that, that whole concept of reciprocity where like, I want to reciprocate, like, I want to help you if you've helped me. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people miss that. So I don't know if we're off on a rabbit yeah, trail absolutely. here, but that, I mean, to me, that's a fundamental there of, of, uh, of building a relationship is, is actually like you use the phrase there, providing value. 
you know, giving giving people value. So is, is there any advice that you would tell people not to do in terms of networking? Mm, don't be a stalker. <laughs> don't be a stalker. No, um, in all seriousness, um, no, my best advice on what not to do, um, don't limit yourself. You know, yeah, don't think yeah. that someone may be too busy or too high level to connect mm, with because that's a good as one. I always say, you never know unless you ask. And you might be surprised at, people's response to you or what folks are willing to share with you yeah yeah no that's a that's a good one in fact i uh, i am kind of famous in uh our little circle here where i will ask anyone i don't care who it is something so (laughs) i have asked mark cuban twice via email for something and uh, and gotten responses both times and really? so so that was really cool one time was uh he 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 owns uh, some movie theater properties i had a client that had a bad experience so my client wrote a blog about it i shared it with cuban uh he responded in 15 minutes and copied wow. the ceo of his theaters on it and i went back and forth wow. and it was it was just like bob take care of this that's all the response was and i was like mm-hmm speechless, right? And so then I'm going back and forth with the CEO of Mark Cuban's theaters for like two weeks about this issue. And uh, so that was awesome. And then the second time I reached out to him about a year later and I was like, hey, Mark, you might remember me. I reached out about the theater thing and I was like, I have a new book coming out. I'd love a quote for it. And this was uh, this was my second book. It wasn't Game Changers. It was another book. And he responded. He and, and uh, he just said uh, he was like, I appreciate the effort. I really, really do. But I don't know you. Not sure I'd write a review even if I did know you. Like that was the response. And I was like, Hey, can I use that? <laughs> you know, you know, like, can I use that on the book? And you know, it's uh, I mean, it still made him laugh. You know, he thought that was funny. But I was like, I'm gonna reach out to Mark Cuban because I've got some questions. And you know, what the heck? What's what's the worst that could happen? Uh, exactly. And, you know, and, and yes. still, and I have these stories that I can that I can tell now of. Hey, well, Mark Cuban responded to me from his cell phone, right? So it's it's kind of funny. I but. love that. Yeah, and people are just so accessible. And like like I said, you never know unless you ask. You can get a response from Mark Cuban. I think that's amazing. Yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you because you're so good at it. You know, I think regarding networking, among the many other talents you have, you you are extremely successful at that. And um and in 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 government contracting, especially. So as many tips as you've already shared, you know, what is your best networking advice or another message you're willing to share um, that's been successful for you pandemic or non pandemic? Yeah, well, I, I think I kind of live my whole life in the pandemic, sort of like I, I've been working from home for 20 years now. And so right. it's been one of those things where I guess I was kind of an early adopter of the remote work environment. And so even when I did have an office in Virginia, my home was in St. Louis region and I had an office in Colorado as well and one in Boston. And and so I've always had these remote work teams. And so for me, I guess one of the biggest things is about the phone, like not being afraid to pick up the phone and call and talk to these people and just schedule an introduction. And so for me, that's always where it starts. And uh, back in the days when I was doing like B2B, like in-person type of, of coaching and stuff like that, I would always focus on how many people can I have lunch with this week? 
you know, I, you may have seen that book, you know, Never Eat Alone, that kind of thing. Uh, I didn't read the book, but I embraced the principle on the title, right? Uh, you know, I want to have lunch with, you know, five, six people a week. And so when I was in BNI, Business Networking International, my whole philosophy, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever been part of BNI or one of these networking groups where you're, the whole goal is you get up there and they go around the room, you get up there and you have 30 seconds, a minute to get up there, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what kind of referral or lead would be good for you. And my thing was always, hey, Michael June, I'm a business coach. Um, I just want to have lunch with somebody this week. That was my whole thing. And so everybody would get up and be like, hey, uh, I need, you know, homeowners that need a new roof or I need people that want to review their insurance. And here's seven reasons why you might review your insurance. And I'm like, I just like to have lunch with a few of you this week. So if, if four of you would raise your hand real quick, you know, we'll we'll get lunch, you know, so I'll, you know, I'll point to you, point to me, give me your card, whatever. Um, and I would go to those lunches and we'd have lunch today. You can just do it virtually. And all I do is grill them about their business. That's, that's all I do. Well, tell me more about this. Tell me more about, oh, what's an ideal type of client? And I'm usually giving a referral as well. Oh, you know what? Do you know, Steve? Do you know, Susan? Do you know, Bob? You know, because you should know them because I think they would make a really good client for you. And we get through the lunch and they'd always say, what do you, I, we don't even know what you do. We're, we need to, ha- we need to set up another lunch so you can tell me what we do. Cause I got to run, but mm-hmm. we've gone through this whole thing and I don't even really know what you do. And so mm-hmm. I'd say, well, let me take 10 seconds, you know, or a minute and I'll tell you quickly what I do. And then let's pick another time for us to have lunch. So I was going in knowing I was just going to grill them and ask them questions and knowing we were going to get to that point that was going to set up another meeting. And a lot of times we get to the next meeting and I know this is a little long winded to your answer, but this is kind of like my secret as a coach. We get to the next meeting and I go through it and guess where I'd start. So tell me a little bit more about your business. And so like, well, I'm going to show you what I do by actually kind of coaching you while we sit here at lunch. And what are some of the problems you're having? But I'm, I'm providing value to them in their own context, you know, and like in their space so that they understand what we can actually do. And as I'm going through that, they're like, this makes a lot of sense. I know two or three people you should talk to. Oh, by the way, maybe I should hire you. That kind of thing. But that's not while I was there. I was like, let me show you so you can really understand because I'm, I'm going to get more business from this once you understand because you're going to refer me. And of course, they get up next week and be like, hey, I had lunch with Mike last week and he gave me three strategies that added $10,000 to our business. You should have lunch with him. You know, so people want to have lunch with you. So like that was my strategy in those in-person things. And it's still to this day, kind of what I use when I get on the phone, like when I do a consult or whatever, what do you need? How can I help you? Um, let's Let's really focus on that. And by the end of a call, they're like, so how do I work with you more? Oh, well, we can talk about that, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, and, and people are like, well, how does that apply in government contracting? Well, it's a simple rule to make it all about them, you know, mm-hmm. make everything about them. Like, I'm not concerned about us. I'm only focused on how can I help the person on the phone with me, whatever that is. So yeah. I, I, I did a podcast with somebody yesterday and at the end of the podcast, they totally threw me for a loop and they said, hey... I'm thinking about changing careers and I want to do what you do. How do I get into business and do what you do? So the next 15 Mm -hmm. minutes was about how to become a coach, you know, and and how you need to brand yourself and all that kind of stuff. And I think we're going to wind up working with this person down the road. And so, um, but yeah, it's just, it's all about that other person and what can I do for them? I mean, that's kind of the, I think that's the foundation of it. You just reminded me of um, a quote that 
an ex-boss of mine used to always say um, everybody's favorite channel is WIFM, what's in it for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's but in it's it so for me? true. But yeah, I love your approach and I love the way you think about, you know, the the aspect of relationships and business and, and bringing value. I mean, you totally get it, obviously. And um, I'm definitely going to put your some of your methods into my <laughs> my strategy and and um i know it'll work well because you you're very good at, th- at that yeah well thanks you know and you know here's the way i look at it a lot of people think or a lot of people understand that relationship building takes time but a lot of people are impatient and they don't realize that yes it takes a little bit more time up front but once you get some of that out of the way and it starts to really solidify, it's such a strong foundation that it makes everything else accelerate. So all the other stuff accelerates. And when they buy, they stick with you instead of buying to test it out and they don't really have a relationship with you. And then somebody else pops in and they go with them to test them out. So like when you build that strong foundation, you really are building kind of like a fence around your client where it you may not have them right out of the gate. But once you do, that relationship is going to be solid. And so... It's worth taking that extra time to build that relationship and to you know just keep nurturing it and and those kind of things. I could talk about this stuff all day long, as you could tell. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know if you have any final thoughts for people, uh, but I'll turn it over to you if you got any final thoughts, and we'll go from there. Yeah, I think that you gave so many great tips, and thank you, and I I appreciate you having me on the show and and you know allowing me to be in the Game Changers book. But um, in regards to the pandemic, I think if if anyone is feeling a little discouraged or feeling like it's been an extra challenge right to their business or or networking, I think that I would just say to welcome it. You know, I love challenge because challenge forces change and change is the only constant in life. So, you know, we always have to be willing to adjust our processes and our approach to things. So just be open to that and um, be willing to change and see see what works. Yeah, that's that is great advice. Be willing to change because it, it. You're right; it's the only constant in life. So, thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Michael. It was a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com/gamechangers. dot